humans, welcome back to another Friday session episode of the Sydney Hollis Show. Welcome to the Beach House. Welcome to the Hideaway. We've made it to the end of the week. To continue with our theme of disliking some modern tech, I interview a friend of mine named Gareth Fletcher and find out what it's like to live in a place where Google Maps barely works. We also have a new blouse for you. A new blouse has been submitted. We'll see if it passes the test. It's a fun one. And folks, before we get to all of that fun, let me remind you, Wednesday, October 26th, in the morning, in the morning, let's say by 9 a.m., 10 a.m., Halloween, the audio Halloween costume contest submissions are due. Sid, what the heck? Well, I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times. It's an audio Halloween costume contest. Record some words into the voice recorder on your smartphone. Hit the share button. Email it to listenerline at sydneyhollishow.com. And tell me what you would be. Not exactly sure what I'm looking for. I'll know it when I hear it. I will say probably something reference You know, oh, I would be this character. This is how I would do it. I would be this character in this scene. If I was talking about Philip Seymour Hoffman playing Scotty in Boogie Nights, I would say, well, I've, I'm wearing this shirt that doesn't quite fit and the buttons are pulling apart at my gut and I look a bit forlorn. And I would get more into it than that because this is my one chance to win the Sydney Hollis Show Audio Halloween Costume Contest brought to you by Truck and Son Odd Jobs. Servicing Savannah and the Coastal Empire, Truck and Son Odd Jobs. I'll pretty much do anything. 912-596-7879. Call them up. Get your kitchen remodeled. Call them up. Get your leaves raked. Call them up. Have them grease your fleet of bicycle chains. One bike may not do it. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be worth your while. I don't know if it's going to be worth his while. If you have a fleet, get them to work. Let's go. 912-596-7879. Folks, those are due Wednesday, October 26th. The Halloween audio Halloween costume contest submissions are due Wednesday, October 26th. Something referenced. It doesn't have to be something I've personally referenced, but... You get the sense of humor of the show. You also get your own sense of humor. If you found your way here, there's a chance the two align. <laughs> and it doesn't have to just be a fictional character. It could be, I guess, someone from real life. I mean, you'll tell you what. You'll figure it out. I'll know it when I hear it. There is a prize. Veronica is going to kill me. Our chief marketing strategist here at the show. She's She's been like, Sid, we got to figure out the prize. And like, right, right, right. Next episode, next episode, next episode. Well, Veronica, I hope you're listening. You're not just our chief marketing strategist. You're also a human. So, <laughs> folks, next episode, damn it, the prize will be revealed. 
Get excited. I'll say that. Get excited. Okay, folks, before we get to this incredible interview, and how do I know it's incredible? Well, one, I've already done it. Two, hey, that's me, baby. That This is an interview that took place in the field, in the wild, the jungle that is New York City. But before we go there, we had a submission to the listener line. It's another men's blouse submitted by Chris, Chris in New York, Chris Howe of the famous Howe Brothers. And he submitted a photo of Ted Danson in the TV hit Cheers. And boy, this is one heck of a blouse. Folks, if you'd like to see it, if you want to have a gander while I'm describing it, head on over to sydneyhollishow.com and then the tab Danson's Blouse. Doesn't get any easier than that. In fact, it may just be Danson Blouse. I think I didn't go, uh, I didn't go apostrophe with it. Yes, yes, it's Danson Blouse. So again, head over to your favorite time-wasting website, sydneyhollishow.com. Click the tab Danson Blouse and have a look at this beauty. Chris really has a knack for picking these out. Now, typical, not typical, but a nice button-down Oxford. Button-down Oxford of the age. This thing, again, to use a word we use a lot when we're describing men's blouses around here, it's a sale. I mean, clo close one eye, put a thumb over his pants, put a thumb over his head, and, dude, that thing's like a halyard or something. I mean, this thing is just full of breeze. Just, it's great. And you know what I like about it, too? First of all, the sleeves are billowing, you know? I mean, he's got the cuffs rolled up, but they're not in any way tight. I mean, there's there's an inch to two inches of room all the way around his wrist. I don't know how the cuffs are staying suspended in midair. Billowing sleeves, but here's a touch I really like. He's got the buttons. The uh, skinny part of the shirt there where the buttons are. Um, the center. That's tucked in. It's nice and lined up with the belt. You know, in the military, some people might call that a gig line. It's nice and lined up with the belt. But what I like about it, pulled pretty taut. I would say that might be right against his belly. He might have just a, you know, he's in shape. But he might have just, you know, your belly sticking out that much. There could be a little room there. But I'm, I'm predicting that his skin's right up against that. So it's tight in the front. Not too tight. And then just look at the sides. It's tight. You know, if you're just looking at it, it's tight, it's tight, it's it's tight. And then you get to the side. You get to under, you know, where the arms would be if he had his arms, you know, straight against his side, standing up straight like a pencil. And it's just fabric. When Brady O'Callaghan, our fashion expert, was on here, he is like, there's, it's, it's got to be wrangled. This is just fabric that is just... You know, he's tucked in on the front, and he doesn't want to try too hard because he's Ted Danson. He's Mr. Cool. So he's just got this billowing fabric coming out of either side. That's the sign of a blouse, right? There's just too much. There's too much shirt. Boy, what a look. Front pocket. 
front pocket with like a flap and only on one side. You, you do the two-sided pocket, you start to look like you're on a safari. And, you know, while we're at it, while we're at it, it's not a blouse, but nice leather watch band. Wow, Chris. Chris Howe. Chris in New York. Chris in Greenpoint. That's another Sid Buck. Folks, I've promised this, and I will make it happen this weekend. There will be a tab for men's blouses on the website. I threw this one up quick, because I knew I could do one quick. So, again, sydneyhollishow.com. Click the tab, dance and blouse. That's D-A-N-S-O-N, not dancing blouse. And there it is. And the, all the men's blouses. And who submitted them? We like we like to know who's responsible for the victories around here. We'll be up there. And you know what? I'll make this promise to you. I'll do it over the weekend. By the time you listen to the next episode, they'll be there. The men's blouses will have a tab. They will have a home at sydneyhollishow.com. Your favorite time waster when you're avoiding Instagram, when you're avoiding TikTok, when you're avoiding... What are you doing now? What's the name of that app? <laughs> I can't remember the name of it, but it's the one where you have to say exactly what you're doing now. Be real. Well, folks, without further ado, this is me live in the field with my pal, Gareth Fletcher. We're going to talk a little GPS tech. Humans, we're out in New York City live. On the streets, Manhattan, New York, 18th Street. I'm with the fellow human, Gareth Fletcher. <laughs> His path to being on this podcast involves Zimbabwe, New York City, and Ireland most recently. He lives in a place where Google Maps barely works, and we want to talk to him about it and about anything else. As we navigate, the thin, the thin sidewalks of 18th Street while I walk my bike. Welcome to the podcast, Gareth. Uh, Sydney, always a pleasure, and I, it's always a laugh. And um, I can't believe I've bumped into you, and I've, um, yeah, it just, it's always just for a laugh. Eh? Well, first of all, let me just say it's great to have you on. You and I are adult friends. And it's not easy no, to make adult friends. No, I never remember. I don't remember you as a kid. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't remember being a kid in New York City either. Pause for us to make a left on Broadway here, folks. <laughs> you guys are This interview will take place on Gareth and I's walk from Old Town Bar to the Reservoir. Right. Now, we became adult friends. We both were working at a Trek bicycle shop in Hell's Kitchen. And when we got paired together, I remember thinking to myself, this is a guy I can make intellectual jokes with and not just the same old bullshit. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, I am, you're probably the most interesting salesman to walk <laughs> the floors, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was just enlightenment and fun and work at the same time. Uh, uh, and so, Gareth, you recently moved to Ireland, and yeah. we were texting back and forth on WhatsApp. I hate yeah. Facebook, but I do use WhatsApp. Yeah. And you were basically telling me, 
it's a move to the simple life, and among other things, yeah. Google Maps is not really present there, and it requires you to interact. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, my experience there has only been like, uh, so I've been there, I, I left New York two months ago, and so, yeah, when you're living here, you're very dependent on, I think we've just been very dependent on typing in stuff and finding nearby solutions and where to go, and, and then when I got to Ireland, um, you know, when you're in a strange place, I guess there's no better time to use Google Maps because you don't know where the fuck you are half the time. Um, and yet, there's and, and yet so, there's so, no Google Maps to be well, used. Well, it does. It it it's there and it's on your phone. But when you type in an address, um, it, there's about a fifty percent chance it works. <laughs> so, <laughs> You kind of run with it, and the, the only way you can do it is just you run with it until you realize you're not where you are, and then you have to get out the car and, and you got to ask someone. Um, yeah, so, and part, I don't know what it is, but part of it is like when, like the address that I'm staying at in Ireland doesn't have a number, it just has a street. And it has an air code, they call it, which is a postal code, but it, I think it's like a, um, a GPS coordinate or part of a GPS coordinate. Um, that's what I've been told. And then, um, see, no matter which way you put in the address, you, it's just like, <laughs> it might work good or it might not work. <laughs> Um, and so, so when you so get when you've been used to Google Maps, I mean, it's. I think one of the best things about the phone and having all this technology it has been this finding places, and it's it's fantastic. And zooming in and finding, well, what does it look like, and, and all that. I think it's great, but just the basic when you really need it, and what I found in the last two months that I've been in Ireland, it's just. <laughs> it's like more of a hindrance. <laughs> it's more of a headache. <laughs> so you just... And I've been in the car with my mother-in-law and we've been going down to a place called Clare Galway, And what example. do you guys listen to when you're in the car together? You and your mother-in-law. Is that Duran Duran? Galway... No, when you and your mother-in-law... Yeah. She's, she, well, she's rocking out to Galway Bay FM. And, oh, okay. and, and I have, I'm going to, she's driving me because I can't drive because I'm not legally, I have to get an Irish driver's license, I can't drive an American driver's license. And well, that's more about she doesn't want to, she doesn't want me to use her car just yet because <laughs> she doesn't trust me, which is understandable. <laughs> but so we're going to an address in Clare Galway, for example, and... She knows where, in her head, she says, yeah, I know where we're going. And before I can sort of finish my sentence, I've said, well, do you know the address? And she says, I know where we're fucking going. And then, so we go, and I type in the address based on what it tells me on the internet, on the web page. And she's going more or less towards the place, and I'm going 
I'm looking at the map going, yeah, you should have gone on right there. No, you should have done left there. And then, then she starts yelling at me, well, why isn't the phone telling us where to go? <laughs> and then she realized she doesn't quite know where to go. And then I can't tell her because what I'm seeing is not where we need to go because the Google Maps isn't working. And so you both, by, so you both, both of your methods have gotten you pretty close, but not there. Yeah, so we've sort of gone beyond the castle wall and we've both realized it's not where it is. So we've had to stop and get out and talk to people. And then it's really about just, we just, yeah, it's, I reckon it's over there. And then you ask another person, yeah, I think it's before the castle wall and on the left behind, behind Paddy's pub or whatever. And, and then you find it. Well, let me ask you a specific question about when you get out of a car to ask a stranger for directions. Do you do the classic get out of the car, stretch the arms in the air, reach with your fists into open fingers and then put them behind your hips and stretch your pelvis forward and go, ah, I'm looking for this place. Do you do that whole, like, it's sort of, Ah. I don't know what that is. The first time, I don't know what that is, but... (laughs) The first time she was indicating left and just got out the car in the left turning lane. And and then I was left to sort of look at the car floor because I was getting, you know, we were getting hooted, you know, by every car because they wanted to turn left and we were blocking the way. But, um, no, I'm generally there, you just ask. You just go, um, like the names of the places, like the street names aren't, there's no signposts. It's either sort of embedded on a wall on the side of the building or on a wall. And there's no signposts. They've never, in Ireland, and I was there 20 years ago. I lived and worked there 20 years ago. And it still hasn't changed. Like, there's no, like, you're on the corner of 5th and 3rd. You know, you, you can never say that. Because you're just on the corner where fucking Paddy's bar is, and that's it. And people just either know or they don't know. And, um, and are they happy to help? I mean, is there a, hum- uh, is there a yeah, humanity? No, I mean, yeah, you'll just, you'll find it. You'll, you'll just, find it? You'll find it, and you'll find it by word and mouth. <laughs> <laughs> or by memory, or someone else's memory, or you'll just find it. And, and yeah, you just, you just realize, like, the whatever you were trying to do was worthless. So you're better off just knowing and finding it and going on foot or, I I don't know. Well, well, so I used to have uh, an ex-lover and this particular ex-lover, excuse me, I always use the word companion. I used to have an ex-companion and when we would go on a car trip, I would just say, hey, put in the name of the city. You know, let's let's just get, let me turn the car on yeah. Let's hit the gas. We'll figure the rest out on the way. Yeah. And it would drive her mad that we couldn't put in the exact address on yeah. the way. Yeah. But it kind of like your method, it sounds like it's like, let's just go in the right direction and we'll figure it out the closer we get. I think, yeah, I mean, if I typed in Galway to Dublin, so I was sitting in Galway and I typed in Dublin, it would, it I could get on the road and go to Dublin um, and it would direct me onto the motorway and I'd get to Dublin. Um, but if I put in an address in Dublin, 
that's where it might start getting sketchy and you just don't know until you get to Dublin. <laughs> and I've, worked, I've lived in Dublin and I mean, I lived in Dublin prior to phones um, and I, I remember looking for a place to stay, to rent and basically you would pick up the, the Herald paper on a Friday evening, I think it was, <clears throat> one day a week there was a Friday Herald where all the accommodation ads were and you you went, picked up the paper, you had a map of Dublin and you knew, I'd, I'd say 50% of the time you got lost because you just couldn't figure out, like a road, you'd walk down a road and it would do a dog leg and turn into another name of a road and then you would have to go back and forth to figure out, okay, this is what I'm seeing and this is what I'm seeing on the map. And then, and then on a good day, you would be, you start to see other people with the pink, the same paper as you. <laughs> and then you realize, yeah, you must be near where you're, what you're looking for. Like good and bad, there's competition. Yeah, the comp and so you realize the three people in front of you follow them. They must know, they must be going to the same address. And then it's just a question of, did you have enough money in your pocket to pay two months' rent or one month's rent? And if you got two months' rent, you're in. So, I mean, I remember that took like... I mean, that harkens back to... It took like a month and a half to find a place. And, I mean, a dire... It was called a bed set, but we used to call them bed shits, um, just because there was a bed shit. It's like a room with the kitchen and the shower in the same room. A bed shit? Yeah. So you, sh you sh shat in the same place as you did your bedding. But it, it was a bed sit, they call it, like a one-bedroom apartment. It was barely a one-bedroom apartment, but, you know, it was tough. You had to go make sure you had the money, show me the money, and, and then if you could find the fucking place on the map from the ad in the paper. And that's how you find your accommodation. I mean, I don't think it's any easier now. <laughs> Like it's just it's just a lot of hoops to jump through, and um, technology companies making a few bucks. Yeah, I think it's just. I mean, I what, I don't know the reason why Google Maps doesn't quite work there. Um, all I know is that lots of people have told us that, but the people who live there don't really know any different because they know where they live so they don't need it <laughs> I guess so I don't know it could be it's either a good thing or a bad thing I mean I have to say living with it here in America it's been it's it's, it's great um, and you do depend on it and I remember I don't know five years ago we I looked in the car boot and found the the map book of America and thought, well, we don't need that anymore. <laughs> but if I was in Ireland and there was a map of Ireland in the car boot, I would never have thrown. I would never. I wouldn't throw it out because <laughs> I think you need it. You still need it. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't know what the reason is. I mean, I don't know what it is. It's whether. The, um. I don't know. I mean, if I had a, if I had a business in Ireland and I couldn't be reached on Google Maps, I might have. You know, I would be concerned, but 
if I'm looking for players. No, thank you. Oh, Fifth Avenue? Yeah, Tilly. Three? That way. Huh? That way. Oh, that way. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, Gareth. So, yeah, it, it's... It's part of, but I think when you're there, it's it's normal to walk down and if like right now I don't have a car so or any other so I'm using public you know I, I'm walking so you naturally just have to ask people and and maybe you learn quicker that way I mean you're you're learn you're learning you're on foot you're seeing you're observing <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I mean, you have to. Yeah, you're walking around and you're interacting with people, I guess. Um, but I think, it, I mean, people still read newspapers in Ireland. It's kind of weird. Um, can, I ask a, can I ask a weird question? <laughs> with all these people reading newspapers, does any white linen have just black fingerprints on it? From all those dirty newsprint hands. <laughs> I've never thought about it, though. I don't know. I don't Do the waiters' aprons just have unsightly newsprint fingerprints on them, Gareth? No, I never, I never connected those dots. No, I can't connect those. Um, I mean, I mean, I just can't picture a world. You know, I'm too digitized. I mean, you can go into a new, uh, the convenience store, and there's all the newspapers are still there. You know, oh, well. like, like well stocked, and by the end of the Sunday, they're all gone. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there's definitely people still read newspapers there, I guess. So, um, <laughs> I, that's good luck, I guess. I don't know. It's just, what, it hasn't caught on. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you guys are probably better off than us. Now, Gareth, if I can ask you one last question. You said your mother-in-law, this is the Galway FM. What is the programming on Galway FM? The Galway, Galway FM. That's the Galway Bay FM, yeah. Galway Bay FM. Yeah. You're riding in the car with your mother-in-law. You, you've kind of got your map. She's kind of got her own way. Yeah. There's a little tension in the car. Too much for the moonroof to let out. What's Galway Bay FM playing for you? Do we... A lot of talk. Yeah, a lot of talking. Yeah, it's just, they like to talk about... Everyone's talking. Everyone's, I mean, everyone's talking. There's a lot to talk about there. I don't know. There's a lot of, I, I think she lists, there's a, and they do the, um, you know, the butcheries are on Goy FM. And then, so yeah, you get the butcheries and then. What are the butcheries? Abituaries. Uh, uh, oh, the, oh, they do obituaries on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, That's comforting. Yeah, I mean, so you've always got a funeral to go to. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you might know, you know, you might know the person. Well, the funeral usually means a pretty raucous happy hour where I'm from. Yeah, funerals are, funerals are big, and funerals are definitely big there, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of um, family coming together because of a funeral. Um, but I think it's just, it's still a way of communicating, you know, through the, the radio, and people can listen to the radio. And then, so if they listen to, um, they might listen to the, the obituaries on the radio and they'll listen to mass, you know, since COVID, you know, there's a lot of, you know, the mass, the daily mass and the Sunday mass are on, on radio. So if you can't go to the, ch the church, you can, you can listen to it on the radio and the radio still- Just go for a drive. Yeah, go for a drive and do mass. 
get the batteries, catch up on a bit of news about town, and 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 I mean, I mean, I'm entering that. I'm probably entering that sort of age where it's probably oh, it's probably interesting. Yeah, it interests me. Radio, I'm a teenager, maybe not. Well, live radio is very connecting. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. I think. It's very, um, I don't know, it's just so different to here. I'm, I'm, I'm still in shock. I'm still, I've only recently moved there, and I'm just picking up on what's immediately in front of me. So. Well, and thank you for saying that, because I think we as humans would love to check in and on I you from time to time. And I am, you know, I just happen to be living with my mother-in-law, so I'm in tune with the older crowd, so... Um, it's not like I'm hanging out. I've moved to Ireland to hang out with teenagers or anything. But uh, And perhaps we'll start doing obituaries here on the Sydney Hollis show. Yeah, I mean, we're moving into the danger zone ourselves. You know, once you reach 40, if you haven't... <laughs> if you haven't looked after yourself, you, there's a good chance something could... You could kick the bucket fairly quickly, you know? I mean, I do have constant pains that I ignore every day around 4 p.m. when I open that first beer. Yeah, which you always, you're going to always choose to ignore because you don't have health insurance, you know what I mean? So there's no one looking after you except yourself. So you, you, you enter this kind of, what the fuck, fuck it, let's just go and, and that's it. Like, and you could run into a problem. So yeah, you just at that age. I don't know. You got to look out for yourselves. You got to look out for your friends. And it's important to have friends and look out for each other. So. Humans, you heard it here first. We are reaching that age at the ripe old age of 40. Look after yourself. Look after your friends. Look after one another. Gareth Fletcher, thank you for coming on the Sydney Hollis Show. You've done this all a service, and you're telling us what life is like in a real place where newsprint is still on the top of our fingertips. Thank you, Gareth. Uh, Sydney, um, it's always a good laugh with you, so um, thank you. And... Uh, yeah, good night and good luck and look after yourselves. <laughs> good night, humans. Well, folks, that was me and Gareth Fletcher out in the field, out in New York City. Of course, we were coming from Old Town Bar, the bar with the urinals featured in episode 100. And wouldn't you know it, before we went there two evenings ago, we had been at McSorley's, another place with gigantic urinals. Now, when I was there, it was kind of crowded. I couldn't get audio of those urinals because there were other uh, blokes in there at the time. But I shall return at some point. McSorley's, uh, McSorley's Ale House in New York City, they claim to be the oldest continuously operating bar in New York City. And you do feel like you're like 100 years in the past when you're in there. Really quite something. Well, folks, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, hey. Get excited about the Halloween costume contest. Have a great weekend, humans. Enjoy that dancing blouse. See you next week. Bye-bye.